This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi everybody, just before you listen to this episode, I'd just like to bring your attention to a Patreon supporter programme that we do have that I'd like to encourage you to join if you haven't done so already. If you go to patreon.com forward slash pod, you'll find details of how to support the show and how to support this content. You'll get lots of extra bits and pieces in return. So again, head over to patreon.com forward slash pod if you want to help support our content and help us grow and get even better. Right, everybody, no fancy intro, no music, no introduction written. This is what happens when you go to Cockermouth. As you can see, um, I was speaking to Mitch in the green room and um, he, he complimented the... Tartan headboard, as you can see there. Is it what? What? What, we, what was your description, Matt? Matt's um, generic holiday cottage <laughs> chic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, this is being recorded from deepest, darkest Cumbria. Um, taking my laptop on holiday and recording the pod. I know we've not done one for. You know, 10, 11 days, so thought we'd catch up. So we're here with Matt, Mitch and Tim. Um, how are you all doing, gents? Tim, you went to Oxford, didn't you? I did. I'm, I just about recovered today, I think. I was feeling a bit jaded yesterday. So When you said we were doing a podcast last night, I wasn't too disappointed, I have to say. But I'm sat here now with my ice pack on me, the back of the calf, on the basis that I'm foolish enough to still think I can play football and I've popped my cartilage today. So. Is it walking football or proper proper football? No, it was actually proper football and uh, I thought I was faster than I could. Well, I'm not very fast anyway, but as you know, I haven't watched me, but I, so I normally I play within myself, but I, I stretched and I heard a pop, which isn't good. It sounds like so you've done a smith and doing a smith isn't related to you, Matt. You know, the famous... Doing a Smith of missing last-minute winners, but you've done a Smith now, Tim, by being uh, having a serious muscular injury. Um, 
next still. Yeah, maybe maybe if I'm going to prolong my football career, I need to stop doing long distance away games on Saturday and an overnight stop and coming back on Sunday. I think sitting in the car probably isn't going to maximise my performances, I don't think. Or give up the football, one of the two. Matt, you retired a long time ago, didn't you? I think you made the right choice in accepting yeah, reality I did. rather than the rest of it. I did, yeah. Several years of playing on, on Common Edge Road takes its toll and it's like bloody concrete for three quarters of the season, yeah. isn't it? It's, um, it's actually yeah. really good Common Edge now, you know, they've redeveloped the whole thing. The I believe so, yeah, yeah. My nephews play there and uh, they, um, they seem to rave a little bit about it, despite them being two little knobbers, but never mind. Have you allowed that to happen? Your son doesn't drink. You've got two knobbers as nephews. What is going on? I know. Well, this is it. When your sister marries a Preston North End fan, well, I can't. Can't nothing to do with me, is it? You know. But anyway, they might see the light eventually. You know, when we swap places in twelve months' time. Things go. Um, Mitch, Matt was a centre half. Um, Tim's obviously a Perlo style. Um, Superlative midfielder. What position did you play when you? I'm assuming you used to play, or did you? Yeah, no. I'm, well, I I am um, a what's the word? Um, I can't think of the right word for it. But I I played in the same school team that Neil Whitworth made his name in the uh, the wonderful ex Manchester United loan player off featured in worst ever pool elevens. Um, <laughs> So he actually went to my school. So it was it was five years after he left that I played in that. But I was a, I was a keeper initially, mm. um, and then when I got fed up from just being blamed for all the goals, I played centre back. Mm. I used to love playing centre back. I would. If that is quite a good question of who would you who would you be in the Blackpool team? Is I actually would think that the nearest player that I played like was Jimmy Husband. I used to fancy myself as a bit of a cultured centre half. See, I thought I thought you'd be centre forward doing the old oh, Medine. No, 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 no. I was a terrible finisher. I was hopeless. Well, at least you'll be left so side. Medine, but he just holds the ball up and plays on the <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. I, I used to fancy myself a bit of cultured centre half, but maybe slightly too small, ideally, to play the position. But I used to try and, you know, like play in my head as much as anything else, and and be there first before. Yeah. Um, you know, because I wasn't the biggest, but if you could think it through, but yeah, I probably haven't played a game of football for a decade, to be honest. Mm. But last time I did, my mate had a birthday party, um, and he got t- he got us a book Vida. Yeah, what was Vida? And I, I, I probably couldn't walk for about properly for about <laughs> eight days afterwards. I was I was like that after I played a full size eleven a side game. I think it was something to do with. Um, not BST. It was with that supporters team. Tim with the six Lee Morton shirt. He he organised eleven aside. Now mm. it ruined me two two weeks to recover. So yeah, yeah. I think we need yeah. we need to uh, play age appropriate games at our, our um, at our vintage. I think. <laughs> yeah, just pub games now. That's it. Could have a podcast five aside special maybe. No, maybe maybe not. Maybe not. Definitely not enough. Or foot golf as we did. Yeah. yeah. Who would we take on? The problem is that's, you pull your hammies <laughs> playing foot golf because all you're doing each time is launching the ball down the pitch. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the hammies gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, I suppose we better um, catch up, haven't we? 
So let's start on Stevenage 3 0. Um, the lovable rogue that is Steve Evans came came to town again. And um, yeah, for we were dispatched, I think is a is a good word. Um Jordan Rowan's on the score sheet again, Tim, with um a, a brilliantly improvised goal. Did he mean it? Chesting it in. I I'm a hundred percent certain he meant it. Um I think uh sometimes, you know, the ball's coming in. Was it Norman who had the shot? I'm trying to remember yeah, now who had yeah. the shot. Yeah. yeah. Norman did have the shot and um whether the keeper would have saved it, we don't know. But just to send it the opposite direction is is um, it, it, the, like I say, the improvisation is something else. And I've just spent about half an hour um, came in from my uh, injury plagued performance this this evening and uh, had a delightful hour listening to Jordan. I'm sure we're going to revisit again. And he spoke about the way he approaches shooting and. And, and and getting the weight on the ball or whatever. And I've no doubt, no doubt whatsoever in my mind that he 100% knew what he was doing with that. Uh, and I think that's a sign of a true poacher in the box. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you always worry, don't you, when Blackpool are playing, particularly a physical team. I think when we played the Gilliams and the, and the like in the past in this division, we, we've sometimes got bullied, haven't we? But I just think... Overall, and I'm sure we're going to talk about the other goals, but overall, I just thought we're too good for them. I think, um, if you, in fact, Jim, it's interesting, isn't it? Jimmy Husband's spoken this week about the the, uh, the strength of the squad and suggested that it's a lot better than it was the year we got promoted. And wow. I think, I think when you look at when you look at who we've got and who we can drop in, I mean, it was some, I think somebody uh, did a comparison October to October, and you know, we had we had like. Dimitri Mitchell in and Grant Ward in and 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 you look at what we've got now and I think we probably are I think we've probably got two players for every position at the moment which we didn't quite have two uh, was it three years ago um, but I have to say um, I was I was quite impressed the way we went about it we sort of dissected them it was like I never felt the result was under was really under pressure apart from when I nipped to the bar just before half time and and saw the replay of their equaliser. Uh, what should have been an equaliser, I think, probably. Um but overall I was uh, I was very impressed. Jordan Rhodes is like on a different level as far as I'm concerned. Matt, let's come come to you then about the Cambridge game. Obviously um Owen Dale was playing with a bit more of a, a bit fire in his belly particularly after his, um, his bad news. And I think mm. that, that must have fired him up some way because he was all over the place, wasn't he? He was, he was brilliant. He was. Um, and just to add a little bit on to Tim's uh, comments earlier, I thought the, um, the one of the main things you have to do with any Steve Evans side when you're playing against him is compete. And I thought we did that from the first second onwards. And then when you can boss a midfield and, and win the ball and be competitive, then it allows the likes of Owen Dale and your more flary type of players to do what they're able to do. Um, and that was really impressive. I thought I thought in the middle field in particular, I thought Dougal was immense that particular game. He just battled and battled and battled. First balls, second balls, third balls. And then we, we maybe got a little bit of a, a break with that disallowed goal. But overall, um, certainly the first 
half and beyond. Real, I mean, I don't remember a spell. Possibly they might have had five minutes before the the halftime break. Um, but I thought we were well marshaled at the back. I noticed that that Casey was almost like the spare man in the in the box when we were defending because that was one of their strengths. And we'd obviously worked on that. And he was basically not involved in any marking whatsoever. He was just there to win the ball all the time. And I pr- he pretty much did that eight times out of ten. Um, so I thought we'd we just got everything right. Um, and against a, a canny operator like um, like Steve Evans, I thought it was a really, really good uh, performance all round, really. And, and Owen Dale, as you mentioned, terrible week for him. But yeah, I think he, if anybody wanted a goal and deserved a goal after that, it, it was him. A uh, bit of a deflection, but who cares? You know, hit the back of the net and made us comfortable at 2 0 at that particular point. Mitch, over to you. I'm just looking at the. Um stats for this game I know you have now morphed into Mr McGinley so I'm sure you can recall these stats and events in the game like that drop at your hat Um South American player in as well while I'm at it what's that probably drop a South American player or two in while I'm at it as <laughs> what well. was that one that you invented what was the manager that you were, Javier Fernandez or something? <laughs> oh, yeah, Linton Kimpembe was the other one, wasn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, CJ finishing off off the route, wasn't it? But and I think, I think as the previous two have just said, it was a, a comfortable and comfortable performance. And I think Critchley's really um, done his homework on these, and it does show when he's a kind of a student of the game and coaching when he can control teams like Steve Evans' teams in the way we did. Yeah, it was, the. I mean, the third goal was lovely. I mean, it was, it was, it was kind of the the icing on the cake that Matt described. Um, we had competed, we had fought, we'd, we'd sort of gone up against them in terms of, um, I don't know, you know, industrial football and, and we'd earned the right to play. It was a lovely, lovely goal. I think it was Norburn sort of swayed and turned and won a bit of space. Um, There's a lovely ball at one point in it from Rhodes. I think he turned it around the corner again, CJ running onto it. Um, and it was, it was great because I kind of had the, Oh no, it's CJ. You know, I hope he, I hope he it's, I hope he comes close at least. And what a finish it was! It was absolutely superb. Um, and it was a lovely moment because the the lad a couple of spaces up from me, um, he just turned to me and shouted, "It's CJ!" And I went, "Yeah, we always said he was good, didn't we?" And we just were laughing at him. Was it? Other. Was it in the it's Medine kind of? Yeah, way yeah, it was very much in that vein. And was he paraphrasing and, and I, that? Was he paraphrasing? Well, maybe he was. You know, we, we are influencers after all, aren't we? But the people in the row below turned around and we were all just like, I don't know. It was really nice because CJ's he's, he's, he's served it back to us this year, hasn't he? And I think, you know, he served it back to everyone. It was lovely because he's he's played been playing really well. I mean, what is it we always said about him being a, you know, a one in 10 player? And actually, now he's 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 probably played well in six of the last seven or seven of the last eight or whatever. Um, and it was, I think, it was just lovely for him to get that reward of of the sort of goal he was scoring when he first signed for us as well. So hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully, more of that, you know, more of that um, belief that he's he's got he's capable of scoring. Um, 
because if CJ can chip in with six, seven, eight goals, then that's that's you know that's going to be a, a bonus on top of players like Rhodes and Kowasi and, and what have you scoring. And what what's our criticism when he plays on the right? He doesn't cut in, or doesn't cut in enough. And and it's a classic example. If if you are going to invert your players, and obviously Dale Dale did it as well. To be fair, didn't he on the other yeah, side yeah, where yeah, he yeah. cut in mm-hmm. and scored and see? So what do we know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. CJ was very clever with his goal, wasn't it? He? he just he knew the defender was there and just ran across him diagonally, so he knows if he gets clipped, pen. Um, and he's he's got the perfect angle to open up and angle that shot. And I, I sort of knew he was going to score Tim from the way he's, he's, his body shape. And yeah, I mean, what we haven't touched upon, and just before I come back to CJ's body shape with the goal, which I thought was superb, we haven't um, we haven't really touched upon the the whole move that led up to that. Mm. Where there was, I think that, we had there was that angle, the, literally twenty five passes. Yeah. Yeah. There was a bit of ole 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 going on, wasn't there? And then and then. And then the ball went back, and then there was like a few moans and mutterings, really. Um, but what it what it just showed is that that we had so many players comfortable on the ball, and we switched, we switched, we were patient, uh, and sometimes we can we can be indecisive with that. But in in this scenario, it, it worked perfectly because we went from one side to the other side. Mitch has talked about uh, Norbert's contribution. Uh, I thought. Um, I thought Jordan Rose's contribution was superb. The one-two with CJ that sent him away, um, and again, that's another example of Jordan bringing other players into the game in a way that really highlights their their contribution more than his probably. And um, to then to cut inside and finish with a plum in the way that he did was just like the icing on the cake, really. And and it. It's probably. I mean, listen again. I go back to right to the season. I've tipped us to win the league, and I think what we're starting to see is that we have got the ability. I think we were. I'll be honest. I still think Critchley balls up some of those early games where I think it was far too defensive. Mm. Um, but I think the players, you know, we've, we've, we, you know, going back to the comment that husband made and um, about this 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 team, and I've listened to Jordan speak about the team. And how this players in this team have got far more ability than him? I'm sure that's um, uh, uh, him being overly modest. I suspect, um, but but equally, uh, you look around the side and there's some great players in every single position. And if one player drops out, I'll come on to Oxford. But, but I think if if, if we've, we've got cover in most positions, which is great, even even with injuries, even with injuries. Yeah, I think they're just starting to believe, aren't they? You know, they've had a yeah. couple of decent results. Stevenage won, and obviously we'll talk about Oxford one in a sec. Um, Charlton away the other week, etc. And yeah, you, you just need these little bits of encouragement from a player's perspective. And then they start thinking, actually, yeah, we, we're, we're all right in this division. We're, we're good. And if we can be on the front foot a little bit more, we could actually, you know, beat many teams 3-0, I'm sure, as the season progresses. And do you know, man, what I think is also going to be quite important moving forward. I think there's a couple of players who perhaps haven't haven't really felt it yet, but have felt it this season. Is is like the tangerine love, and I, I don't mean that in a soppy way. But but I think CJ's sort of won the crowd over now, hasn't he? I think we saw it with Dale as well. Um, I, I think a bit, and and again, 
and I, I highly commend anybody who hasn't done so to listen to Andy Bay's interview with Jordan Rhodes. But Jordan Rhodes is clearly loving the interaction with the crowd and the interaction with teammates and the way things are going at the moment. And I think there's, a, there's, there's quite a bit of positivity out there, and I think we need to um, uh, sort of um, uh, develop that, hopefully, in a way that, that gives us what we've had in the past where we've really had the connection between uh, the stands and the team on the pitch. And I, I, f- I sort of feel it happening a little bit. Um, most certainly, I think everybody, everybody really got behind uh, 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 Owen uh, on, on, on uh, week, was it week last Saturday. Um, and um, I, I don't think anybody can... And all of us are so pleased for him because obviously dealing with what he's had to deal with is shocking. Um, and uh, but to but to show the fortitude to come out and play the way he did is is a great way of of, of dealing with that type of situation and showing what a great character you've got as well. Mm. So um, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm starting to feel slightly more positive than I was doing a few weeks ago. Let's put it that way. Well, if you if you look at the the teams that we're competing with, particularly away from home, it's all the top teams like. I'm putting Stevenage in that category. We've bossed them, really, and they're in the top six. We've gone toe-to-toe with Oxford at the weekend. Second, obviously, five wins out of five. Barnsley we've beaten. Charlton are the top team we should have beaten. So I think it's a similar pattern to... Do you remember when we went up under Critchley? We seem to do well against the, the top teams and the better teams. And actually, some of the, some of the teams, John, who, who we think were going to be crap this year... Burton are on a run. Wickham are, Wickham are literally in and around us as well, you know. Mm. So you start to look at some of the teams we've been playing and most of the teams we've been playing are, are like, not not all at the top, but they're all top half. The most of them are top half, you know, a couple of exceptions, but not many. I think what you saw in Stevenage as well was... Um, I actually thought they were all right for the first 25 minutes. I thought they looked quite potentially dangerous. I thought they were quite... They they got the ball forward very quickly. They hit the channels in a very calculated way. They moved well for each other. They were very, very competitive. But I think what you saw was that when their first or, or their dominant way of playing didn't work, they didn't really have anything else they could do. And they didn't really have anything when they when they made changes. It didn't really change anything, and they had a couple of suspensions as well. And I think that probably weakened them from their from their first eleven. And and I think it goes back to what husband was saying about us having the quality. And I think in those first games where where you alluded to um, where we weren't very good, it really didn't feel like we had the variety. And I think we now have that because we now have players like. Um, Kuasi, who can play, or you can play Lavery, or you can play Rhodes, or you know, um, you can play um, any one of about five or six midfielders, or you can bring Dembele on and you can play him in this position or that play- position. And I think that's something a lot of League One teams don't have. I think, I think we probably first eleven versus first eleven. There'll be League One teams that that will match us, but we've got eighteen, nineteen, twenty. 20 plus players competing for a first team place who who you could conceivably see contributing to the season and I think that's where we are I think that's where I agree totally with Jimbo is that we are ahead of where we were um certainly in October last year 
I mean, what what a turnaround it's been over the last sort of four four to five games from you know the opening five or six games where we were everyone was very downbeat, um, bored at watching the football, and it's just been a a refreshing change the last few games, hasn't it? To mind you, in in saying that, John, if we want to swiftly segue into Oxford, I thought we were going to slip back into that with the first sort of half display against Oxford. We were just passive and slow and beige and just boring and not doing anything. And they didn't have to try hard and we tried less hard. And it was just, I could just see another Wickham away performance coming here. Um, And, you know, we've snapped out of it at half time, but um, yeah, fortunately we don't want to see many of those 45 minutes again, quite frankly, um, because we don't need to do that. We, we're a good positive thinking outfit, really. Um, and on our front foot, we can, we can be anybody. We can, we can actually be anybody in this division. I'm, I'm sure of it, but we just have this little thing in the back of our head and whether it's instruction or whether it's just a bit of not quite got the confidence flowing yet or whatever it is, I'm not quite sure, but it was just really disappointing. I was, if if it wasn't for it being a brand new television, I'd be throwing things at it on, on Saturday. <laughs> Mostly, it was just well, we have was, talked about. We do feel as a bit. Of a, you always feel as a bit of a handbrake on, don't you? Um, yeah, and uh, where they're told just to contain and and soak up and and, and I'll, I'll say I was I was there on Saturday and and I agree with you. It was a very frustrating first half. I do think we missed Alyssa. It's no 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 criticism of Tashin because he's coming and it's one of his first games for us. But I do think we missed Noburn a bit in that middle. Mm. I, I felt that um Dougal was perhaps having to cover a bit more. I think Dougal has been incredible the last few weeks. Yeah, was, yeah. And I felt that he was having to cover a little bit more than he would perhaps would have had to do if if Norburn had been there. Um but um Listen, uh, then you watch what comes in the second half and and we dominated them, you know. Um, I don't know how much we're going to go into this as, as regards dealing with an overview, but quite frankly, the, the substitutions were all positive. And, and, and we're literally, the last 20 minutes, we were camped in their, camped in their half. Um, and, and, but positively camped in their half, not just mm. passing it around at the back and... We were we were creating angles. We were going at players, and um, and uh, and and we 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 did everything that we could to get that equaliser. That sort of backs up what Matt said originally, though, is that the first time on an under crutch, and particularly obviously in the championship against better teams, we really were a side that we did hit teams very well on the break, and we were very very good at that. And you could sort of sometimes see that we might have one of these passive performances. Um, where it was almost as if we were kind of waiting for a chance to spring that never came. But, but in in Critch 2.0, we, we we don't seem to be that side that hit on the break anymore. We seem to be actually a much better side when we attack um, mm-hmm. and um, when, when we take the initiative. Um, and, and when we do have, you know, we, we've had a few of those games now where we've had actually really quite long spells of, of pressure and attack, and we always look a better side for that intent. We look a better side for taking the risk 
um, and sort of committing the players forward and maybe actually not being quite so obsessed with, with the, the defensive shape and ch- tracking the man and trying to have the, the spare player. And, 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 and ha- hopefully, I mean, like you say, whether it's in the mind of the players or whether it is an explicit instruction from Critchley, who, I don't know. He keeps talking about front foot football. He keeps talking about that's what he wants. So... Maybe, yeah. maybe it is just mentality and, and belief. I think also, he's mentioned this before, hasn't he, that he's he's been trying to bring this new style of play into the into the club. You know, three, I wouldn't even say the three centre-halves at the time. When you see on Saturday, there was times when Pennington was overlapping Hamilton and Husband was overlapping Dale. And it was just, it was great to watch. Um, and maybe this is... From the players' perspective, they're starting to believe in it a little bit more, but only when they have that positive mentality to 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 believe in it. And and maybe that's where the issue was with missing Norburn, because obviously Norburn and Dougal provide that solid base for Husband and Pennington and maybe whoever else to go a bit forward. But I think the penny's dropping, and I think hopefully that 45 minutes in both halves actually will make the players realise, actually, we don't need to be passive. And yes, we can be uh, you know, more positive. And therefore, we can actually start games like we finished against Oxford and, and maybe kill teams off by half-time, you know, and that's the way to go at it. And then we can be a little bit more, um, you know, I wouldn't say casual, but we can just more control the game, can't we, if we're 2-0 two, two up with... 25 minutes to go or whatever. I think in the first half, we didn't have a sh- <clears throat> we did have a shot of note. I can't remember one. No. Do you want to have a look at the face and, and go past the halfway line? Yeah, and in the second half, jo- Jordan alone had three, should have scored. not four, four yeah. could have had half four. decent chances, didn't yeah. he? Could have had mm. four. Could have had four goals. Just saying, have a, have a look at this then. That's the... There you go. Blimey. That's the momentum graph <laughs> from the game. For the stark... For the benefit of the audio pod, first half, it's just all, pretty much all yellow. They have a dash of tangerine. Second half, it's a a complete reversal. And if you look towards the end, and the rest, got so much momentum at one point there, John, it's broke the graph (laughs) towards the end. (laughs) I mean, that last 20 minutes felt like they didn't touch the ball. I mean, literally, that is. You know, we're away from home to have that much possession in the second half and momentum. Um, I, I, you do wonder whether they were sitting off trying to hold on for the one nil. But to be honest, you can't do that all the second half. So the, the statistics no. there suggest it was just relentless pressure from us. Yeah, well, this is a team that won. Sorry, Mitch. I was going to say this is a team that won nine out of eleven and the last four straight or whatever it's been. So, you know, for them to. You know, contract like we we were make them. Uh, we were able to make them was you know testament to how good we were in that, particularly in that last twenty five minutes or whatever it was. I was surprised as well, actually. I mean, I think Matt or I can't remember which one Matt or Tim said it before, but they they didn't really do a lot first half. I mean, that graph bears that out as well. Um, and they were a lot cagier than the Carl Robinson Oxford sides that we had a really good record against under Critch because. Um, they, they Carl Robinson's teams really gave you a chance. You know, they 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 would come at you, but but first half was it was kind of like Critchley versus Critchley, 
Um, they they were very much, you know, knock it around, pass it square, knock it around. And and the thing that really differentiated them to us, I think, was they they had a, they carried the ball a bit better through the middle. But it wasn't it wasn't like they were peppering Grimmy with shot after shot after shot, was it? And then mm. you know, I, I think I think again that's testament to our ability to attack is that you know that they, they were a well drilled side, they were a well organized side, and we hammered away at the door and we hammered away at the door and eventually we broke it down. And that's that's always been what I think you fear the the weaknesses under Critchley of of breaking down those stubborn sides and we stuck at it and we did it. So mm. The, the Oxford goal in the first half. Um, is he called Greg Lee, the lad, I think? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's incredible the amount of goals he scored. I think he's eight, five or six goals, their top scorer. It was a very... I think he's Roberto Carlos or something, doesn't he? Coming from the back. Yeah. Is he a left-back or something? Left-back or right-back? Yeah, Jamaican right left-back. It was a, quite a soft goal. It was a fair play to Oxford. You know, it was a decent build-up, but for him just not not be picked up and let run into the box. Yeah, it, it was probably, it was probably, uh, how can I put it? Uh, you know, they, they, they worked it well and, you know, you've got a winger on one side who doesn't stop the cross and you've got a winger on the other side who doesn't defend properly. And unfortunately that's, you know, sometimes that's the way it goes with the formation that we play, isn't it? You've got, lads who just generally aren't natural defenders and unfortunately we weren't able to stop the cross and weren't able to prevent the goal and you know and that was that was why we conceded really um but um that was literally there i think i think they might have had one shot or one header from what i remember that grimshaw saved really easily but that was that was really their only one clear cut opportunity the first half typical they took it um and yeah it was a, it was a first half to sort of Almost forget, really, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, we we can think about and, and be positive about the, you know, the second half, and hopefully we'll carry that on on to uh, on to Tuesday night as well. So, what what was the catalyst for the for the change then? Because it wasn't immediate after the second half, was it? It's well, the possession was. Half. I think the possession was. I think um, I think what, what we did was um, we, we we made positive changes that 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 tried to ensure that we got ourselves ourselves back in the game, which, which we needed to do. Obviously. When he came on, Lavery was a nuisance when he came on for Quasi. Yeah, he was he was he was uh, he had that he had that situation into where he 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 charged somebody I can't remember how he did it now, but he charged somebody down and then he up deeper, wasn't it? Winning the ball back on the right hand side and he was he was um I was a bit frustrated in the first half because we had Kuasi on. You know, I Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You know, listen, I think we most of us rate him and I most certainly really rate him. And we kept playing the... When we played the ball long, we never played it to him. And I kept thinking, why... You know, we've got a lad there who can, who, who's got... Whose skill set involves flick-ons and holding the ball up. And yet we kept on hitting it towards Jordan. We kept hitting it towards uh, CJ. And I'm thinking, just... just You know, aim it in the, in the vague direction of Kwasi. So... I felt like I felt a bit frustrated for him, really, because I didn't feel that we played to his strengths at all in the time that he was on the pitch, um, and and the odd time that we did, he got himself involved. But the game seemed to pass him by a little bit, but more because of other people's inadequacies rather than him not particularly having a great game. And I, and I think probably Critcher realised he needed to shake it up a bit, and Lavery did make a huge difference. And then, and as did, as did in particular, did Dembele when he came on, mm. just gave us something different and gave them something different to think about rather than what we were already doing, which wasn't bad, but it was about like, right, well, let's do something different because I thought CJ and Dembele in particular seemed to work quite well together. And, um, and actually, CJ seemed to be like, well, I give the ball to Dembele more than try and do his own stuff, which was interesting because normally, CJ gets it. It's like head down, isn't it? And he's like, I'm only going one place. But he didn't. He, he, he stopped, checks his side, trying to find Dembele quite a bit. And I think I think generally it, 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 worked, it worked reasonably well. Just to freshen it up more than a criticism. I've, I've got to say, I thought Tashan, I'm not saying he was out of his depth, but it's one of his first games, and I wasn't surprised to see him pulled. But some of the other substitutions were just a case of just doing something different, I think. I thought Oakley Booth probably, he had some nice work, and he had some work that looked like a player who hadn't played a game of league football for quite a long time. Um, Mm -hmm. He made a couple of really, there was one really good challenge he made where I can't remember if he'd lost the ball or somebody else had lost the ball and he kind of um, went round, you know, one of those sort of tackles from behind where you take it cleanly. It was a lovely piece of work and he carried the ball quite nicely at times, but there were other moments where he looked like he wasn't, like you alluded to before, like he wasn't quite as au fait with what we were doing as a team that as, as Norburn would have been. But I mean, you know, he's like he hasn't played league football since playing for Lincoln in that disastrous loan spell he had, where I think they sent him back in the end. It went so badly, so you've got to give him time, haven't you? Hmm. Um, Tim, let's let's talk about Dembele then. Um, just given ten minutes to to make an impact, but I think as you've mentioned, what an impact he he made particularly on the you know the last 15 minutes. That, as I said to my mate, Steve, who's been on air before, um, the Oxford fan, um, I said, you were like a, um, a boxer on the rope just getting pummeled and waiting to be knocked out in that final sort of 15 minutes. And he was... It was a, inev- almost an inevitability that, about it, really. Is that again? Oh, oh without, without a shadow of a doubt. And... and, and I think Critch has a conundrum here with him, doesn't he? Because he's an incredible talent, but do you start him? Because we, he started him against Derby, to be fair, not that long ago. And, and Flat to be seen. And position. 
and 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 yeah, in a slightly different position. And well, um, played him up front. Didn't ironically, he? he pulled him off. He, he, he pulled him off just as he started. He's a target. He was. Man. He was. Yeah, He's yeah. A target man up front he, against Derby. Yeah, and 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 I think he, listen, Critchley's learning where his best position is, and it ain't up there, is it? So <laughs> he needs to be another ten or fifteen yards back, picking the ball up and going at players. And obviously, there's decisions to make as regards who starts, where they start, and and whatever. Uh, but, but yeah, Dembele isn't going to be playing, I wouldn't think, very often in that advanced role because it clearly doesn't suit him. Um, uh, but I, I thought he made a, an incredibly positive contribution when he came on. Um, but you've got the question is, where does he start and who does he start ahead of if, if, if he's going to play? Because equally, you know... Um, Dale's playing well, CJ's playing well, Dougal's playing well, Norman's playing well, which is what you want in it. It's, it's, it's headaches for the manager, but nice well, headaches. I think it's pretty obvious that, I think it's pretty obvious to me that, um, and I'll say it, I think it's pretty obvious to me that if you're going to play him, you play him instead of Sonny, but I don't think you can ask him to do what you've been asking Kerry to do, which is sort of mm. basically play a number eight role and... and an advanced number eight role. I think you've got to you've got to play Dembele as a as what he is, which is a creative box of tricks. With um, you know, he's got the ability to pick the lock of the opposition, but he is about five foot three, so he's he's going to weaken you defensively. I mean, he, he's he's a hard working lad from what I've seen of him. He, he he gets about, and for his size, he's strong. But he's 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 if you're going to risk playing him, sort of in the middle, then he is going to, you know, he is going to get out jumped for balls and he is going to get pushed off the ball by players, but you've got to balance that up against what, what he brings you in an attacking sense. So I think if you're going to play him, you play him um, in place of Carey, but I think you don't ask him to do the same role that Carey's been doing. You've got to, you've, you've got to essentially, um, like Critch was willing to do with Bowler, you've got to say, right, lad, you go and score goals and do what you do. The rest of us will, will, do the you know the defensive work because when he came on he had absolutely no defensive duties to do at all he just picked the ball up and I, when I watched the highlights back when we lose play Dembele is actually drifting into space anticipating his picking the ball up again so he's free whereas before he goes off when we lose when we lose possession um sort of carries tracking back to his man. And that's that's the difference, really, is that we, we end up with a free man in midfield or an extra man in midfield. Um, and then I'd, I'd certainly be willing to take the gamble because I think he could be... He could be the player that takes us from being, you know, a solid, competent side, you know, capable every now and again of part of those great team goals to, to, to a really, really <laughs> impressive side at this level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree, Matt. I think I think that's the thing that I'm assuming that's why we brought him into the club in the first place. We knew what he was all about. Our scouting system and all the rest of it is allegedly pretty good. So it's not like we're buying him completely unknown or anything. We know what he's capable of doing. Um, we've just got to find, you know, he, he's he's square peg in the square hole for him, haven't we? Um, and I, I can see the problem that we've got now because it unbalances things a little bit, but we've had that problem before, like you say, with Bowler. We've had that problem before with Kai Kai. We've had that problem before with various other players in the past whose names escape me at the moment, but there's a whole long list of them. But 
I think if we're going to be playing a more positive style of football, you've got to find a place for a likes of Dembele and Bowl and Kaikai and these sort of players. Um, and I'm sure we will. And it might be a case of horses for courses against certain teams. And, you know, he might not play every week. And um, But I, from what I've seen of him in the small bits that we have, he is the key to unlock many doors, isn't he? In our level, particularly. No pun intended there. It was. <laughs> I need to rewind and listen to that. This, anyway, the, the small reference. Anyway, I'll swiftly move on. Um, we had a <laughs> we had a penalty appeal. Tim, you were there in the flesh. What, what did you think of that? Um, and Jordan Rhodes, you bet your house on him putting that chance away that Lavery was then uh, nailed. Nailed from by the keeper. Yeah, I think there's a few. There's a few. There was a few scenarios, wasn't there? Was the one where Jordan had the chance to lift it over the keeper, um, and then and then there's the then there's the one where Lavery gets clattered by the keeper. There's the one that comes in from the right that Jordan then shit, but he just goes slightly wide. But I think I think what it showed collectively in the second half was that we were. That we were fighting. I mean, he did touch the ball in in the six yard or in the penalty area in the first half, didn't Jordan Rhodes? Because we weren't we weren't getting the ball to him. And um, when you get the ball to that man, he's going to score goals for you. And um, I wouldn't say any of them were goals that you, you that you would say he should have scored. You might hope that he might score one of them. Um, but you know, bearing in mind the fact that Kate, he, he, what, how, how, what did he miss the first three or four games? He's like now second top scorer in the league behind um, Devante, um, what's he called? Cole. And um, and Devante Cole scored about five in that first game, didn't he? Something stupid. So um, if you take that first game out of the equation against Port Vale, the way he scored absolutely ridiculous numbers. Um, is 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 the most prolific scorer in the league? And I saw a stat today, Tim, which, where he was the lowest minutes per goal striker in the division. He's the lowest what? Sorry, goals per minutes on the pitch. Yeah, by quite a long way, by like fifteen or twenty minutes or something like. And that. And it's our play. And listen, listen. Nobody knows what's going to happen in January, and I think we could talk it to death about what will happen then. But the reality is. I've I've listened to that half hour interview he did, and again I commend anybody to listen to it. Uh, it might be on Radio Blackburn, but listen to it because he's such a measured individual. And what but what comes across is he's absolutely loving being here. He's loving it. His kid's got a black. He's got a Blackpool kit. He loves podcasts. I said that in the green room beforehand. So. Who knows, Jordan? If you're listening, you love man. Stay here. <laughs> um, but it, it, that's what comes across. He's he's happy. He's happy, and and he's had clearly had a couple of crap. Never had a couple, probably four crap years. Whether it's a result of injury or not, quite uh, interesting. Andy Bay's did think Andy went over back a bit over the questions. He was answering things that Andy was also asking a question linked to that, but what came across was that a lot of the teams in the championship and above are, play, are only playing one forward and 
That doesn't quite suit his style. He's better when he's got somebody to play off. And we've seen that with Kowasi, I think, in particular. I think probably is his best foil. Um, but he's a proven goal. When, when he's played properly in, 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 the, in, the, in the right position, with the right support, he's a 20-goal-a-season striker every single season. Every single season. And if he stays with us this year, if he doesn't get 20-odd goals, I'll be gobsmacked, assuming he stays injury-free. I will be gobsmacked. And that's like gold dust, isn't it? That is, also that is like pure gold dust if you can got a 20 year, twenty goal a season striker. Guaranteed. Because that's what you're getting with Jordan. It's guaranteed. If you play him and if you play to those strengths. And it was interesting. He was on about saying Andy Bates was quite good, I thought, actually. face says like, you know, he said all these, all these managers have said like, he's not fast enough. He's not strong enough. Don't contribute enough off the ball. And Gary Bowie, who's obviously managed him, just said, well, but you get what it says on the tin with him. And that is a 20-goal-a-season 20 striker. And they, they don't fall off trees. And we've got him. We've got the best striker in Division Division 1. Without hesitation, I say that. There's nobody to touch him. You've got to We've got to keep what... him here. You've got to look, though, what he gets out of being here. So, right, if he goes back to Uddersfield, what's he going to get? Same as he's had for the last few years of, um, I don't know, I don't know where they are, but they're not going to be above mid-table. They might be fighting relegation. They might finish 18th. You know, it's not going to be, he's 34, or he's 33, I think he is now. He's 34, I think he's 34 um, at some point in the season. So he's not got that long left. Or he could, he could take us to promotion. He could he could end up with a you know a final day you know final game of the season Wembley winner or being lauded as as the the top scorer in a league and and chaired around the ground with everybody chanting you know the pool are going up. That's got to be more enjoyable than going back to Huddersfield. You know, ultimately, if it is up to him, but that's that's got to be more satisfying than going back to Huddersfield and scrapping for seventeenth, eighteenth in the championship, coming off the bench occasionally. He's a bit part player. Mm. And Darren Moore got rid of him at Sheffield, yeah, he did. Wednesday, didn't he? He so did, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He doesn't. I don't think he suits the Darren Moore way of playing, just as he didn't suit the Neil Warnock way of playing. I mean, I got the impression that he wasn't. Overly happy with with Warnock's treatments of him, but you look at yeah, he's only played football. He might be thirty three, but he hasn't played football for the last four years, not not on a consistent basis. So he's actually got a lot of pent up. I want to play every single week, and and, and what came across that interview was how much he's enjoying being number one again, mm. and and, mm. and 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 you know, obviously, I just I don't think it, I just think it's a no brainer. I think if that guy plays. Regularly in Division One, he's going to score goals. There's no, there's no. I mean, we've seen it. It's, the cup. It doesn't matter what he does. I mean, we scored. I've got which game who we're playing now, but we scored that incredible goal where he went right across the box and and found the corner. He's chested one in. He's you know he's he's stabbed one in. It's, they, they come off. They come all sorts, don't they? There's not. There's not, there's not a defined. Uh, way he scores a goal, he just he, he he always in that interview he speaks about getting the good connection. He says he watched podcasts about golfers and tennis players where they talk about how they get their connection on the ball 
and he, he tries to like pick little things up from that, and mm. and that that all that talks to me about somebody who's who's a winner, who, a who, who even at his age in his age isn't complacent, mm. and and that's that's quite I, I, I'm really really buzzing actually for what he could do, and just hope he doesn't get dragged back to Huddersfield in January. And I don't I don't get the impression you, he wants that. You no, know, I, I was going to say you'd like to think of a guy who's who's you know, I'm sure very, very well respected in Huddersfield's uh, back room as he is now in Blackpool's as well. They'll listen to him. Even if they want him back, he will have the opportunity to say, you know what, Gaffer, it's actually working out really well for me. I mean, my last six months of my contract, just let me enjoy my football and mm. I'll see what happens in summer, rather than potentially sticking me on the bench again for the last 12 or 15 games of the season or whatever it is. Um, and you'd hope you'd, you'd give him that sort of respect and you know, for our sake, we hope he obviously stays and uh, continues to, to to score the goals for us. And and like you say, I, I also watched that interview, and it's just that it's everything's clicking for him at the moment, both on and off the pitch. And he obviously doesn't want that to change. So let's just let's just hope that he can carry on scoring goals, and then when he comes to January or whenever he has to make this decision. You know, it's not really a difficult one for him to make. It's a really weird one because when you look back, he's, he's literally lost. I wouldn't say lost. It's probably a bit harsh. But it, 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 where he should have been at the peak of his career, he's not played, has he? He's, he's gone from that period from 28, 29 to 32, mm. 33. And he's not pay, played anything like the amount of games that you would expect from a player of his calibre. Because we all, listen, we all know Jordan Rose. He's, he's a name that's been around for donkey shits. But he scored all his goals in his, in his early 20s and into his mid-20s. I mean, he scored 20 goals a season every year at Blackburn, I think, for four or five seasons. He did it previously for Ipswich. Um, and, uh, and and he's also done it for Huddersfield, particularly first time round with Huddersfield. And, and then it just seems to have stalled for him. And it must be incredibly frustrating as a player when you, you, you're supposedly at the peak of your attributes that it hasn't quite happened and you know and I think it is partially down to the way teams play mm. as distinct from his actual abilities I think <clears throat> teams want to play with a big centre forward and play off them don't they with 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 wider players and and that doesn't suit him you know it's never going to suit him you're going to have to play two up front if you want to get anything out of Jordan Rhodes if you play him up front on his own he'd be crap I can, you can see that. He might get your goal, but, but he isn't gonna, you're not going to get the best out of him. No chance. Tim, be quiet. If this sounds like Here's a fun fact. Despite what, uh, despite what Tim said there about him missing out a lot of games, which he absolutely has done, if Wikipedia is correct, then tomorrow night will be his 600th career appearance. Wow. In all competitions. League uh, club appearance in all competitions. 599 games, 236 goals. Wowzers. That's impressive. So, I mean, that, that is Wikipedia, so we can <clears> take that with a pinch of salt, but it appears to be accurate because it's got him, uh, it's got him, it seems up to date, seven goals for us in eight games, which I believe is right. Uh, the goal itself, Mitch, was um, one of those rare, rare breeds of goals that we often talk about, the, the diving header. It was. Well, it was wonderful, wasn't it? Because he had two great headers in it. 
I mean, well, you know, how mm. often do you get a goal with two great headers in it? Um, and uh, credit to Morgan as well. We haven't mentioned Morgan, and he's he's had a bit of tap this year. He's he's had some very um, strange games, I think. Um, sort of bit of this, bit of that. He was poor when he came on against Charlton, but I thought here when he came on, he was very, very good, and he played that little bit deeper. And I thought that really suited him because he he, he sort of um, sprayed the ball around and and sort of dictated play a little bit more. Um, and he played a glor- well a, a glorious diagonal or a diagonal that was made glorious by the man, the myth, the legend that is Mister Jimmy mm-hmm. Husband, um, nodding it across the box, and then Rhodes just. The, it was a diving header, but a sort of an angled, glancing diving header into the exact um, part. Do, do, you remember, do, you remember, do you remember a Jürgen Klinsmann goal? Was it against Holland? Mm. 1990 World Cup. Do you remember? He mm. yeah. had a very slight touch on it. It was similar to that. Klinsmann did a fair sp- few diving headers in his time, too. Yeah. He was the master of it. Yeah, that's a great call. It was very, very similar to that. And, and actually, you know, Tim's... Um, very eloquent um, uh, espousal of, of Rhodes's um, ability to score different kinds of goals. I, I think for me, this was one of the most impressive because it came on the back of a game where he hadn't actually played particularly well in front of goal, where he had missed some chances, where he had, you know, that that he hadn't found that connection. He'd sort of scuffed one and and floated one a bit short and <clears throat> floated one over the top and 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 glanced one wide. And he hadn't it hadn't been going right for him, but to to keep turning up and keep turning up and keep turning up. And eventually on the on I think it was the fifth effort he had on goal for it to go in. I mean, that 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 just shows the hunger, doesn't it? Because a, yeah. a, a lot of other players, a lot of other strikers, heads would have gone down and thought, oh, it's not my day. Yeah. Never mind, next week. But, he, he, you know, going absolutely to the death at, at nearly 34 and throwing himself on the end of that, it wasn't an easy chance, good as Jimbo's ball over uh, header over was. It was just kind of a, a hopeful header back into an area. Um, great finish again. Mm. And great work from Jimmy getting forward again like that. You know, he's, he's the centre back, and he's the most advanced player that makes the goal. So again, I mean, I've I've spent enough minutes this on this season on on how good I think Jimmy is, but I think he, he, it illustrates what he brings to the team, which is a lot more than your average centre back does. Well, we just switched play as well, so it wasn't like we'd had a concerted build up that pushed him up there. Yeah. Um, we, we'd, we'd got the ball with Morgan and Morgan was either in just in our half or most certainly halfway line but he switches playing Jimmy, Jimmy's almost on the corner flag yeah, he is. which is it, it's, it just shows the attacking intent that we had at that point in the game and full marks for his celebration wheeling off on his own <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I think I'm right in saying he then celebrated in front of the Oxford fans. <laughs> I think he did, yeah. In true Jimmy on, style. If, if I'm right, Tim, you were on the opposite side of the pitch to, to Jimmy. We were, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he just wheels away on his own right in front of the Oxford fans. Love it. Bless but, him. What, what a result. What, you know, to, to put in that second half performance as we did against, the, you know, the form team in the division, obviously along with Portsmouth, and to to have them on the ropes like we did, 
must give us confidence going into the te- the game tomorrow night against uh, the team at the bottom of the league. Um, scored two <laughs> goals this season. <laughs> no! Conceded <laughs> <He> 20. <laughs> but this is caveated with it's on a Tuesday night. Yeah, mm, I'm, right. I'm going to put a couple of quid on Cheltenham, I think. There must be about 20 to 1 tomorrow night. <laughs> Surely not. Surely we're not going to lose to these. Our Tuesday night record is absolutely abysmal, isn't it, though? Um, but sure, I mean, you're never going to have a better chance, are you? Really, let's be honest. And they've got their, um, you know, they've got their first win now, so we don't have to worry about being the first yeah, team in this division to lose that, against them. Yeah. <laughs> and two weeks ago, I was looking at it and thinking, thank God they've scored. So that's that off the back as well. Because we're, um, we're always, yeah, you sets these records. Always. Always. <laughs> always the team. Um, God, I remember, was it Aldershot years and years and years ago came? I think they've lost 17 in a row or something horrendous. Um, but yes, yeah, so surely to Christ we'll be bloody battering Cheltenham. But yeah, Tuesday night, who knows? But, uh, you know, he, he might make a few changes. There might be a couple of knocks or whatever that we're not aware about. Uh, and uh, But as we mentioned earlier, we've got a team uh, or a squad now where we should have two people in most positions who are capable Norbert will be wanting to come back in. I'm sure that'll be one change he'll make. Um, be interested to see if he does play Dembele. It'd be interested to see whether he actually plays Lavery as well because um, mm. these players have come on and, and done something on Saturday. So, yeah, and I don't really know a lot about Cheltenham other than they're obviously bottom of the league. So, um, yeah, let's, let's hope that... Uh, we, <laughs> why are we hoping against Cheltenham for crying out loud? It's Blackpool. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> There we go. How do we think we're gonna think it's going? Let's uh let's do a few predictions around the room and then we'll we'll call it a day. Obviously I'm not gonna be able to go because I'm on holiday. Um bit gutted to be not going, but I'll be I'll be there in spirit. And I'll be there in spirit. two hours drive, John. Mm-hmm. Nick, the Just say so you go for a long walk. What <laughs> 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 <Up> the fells? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. You might get called. Like, <laughs> local Id- local Blackpool idiot goes miss, says he's going to Fells, <laughs> doesn't turn up for four hours, and an instance was declared. I've had one of my mates, I'm not going to name him. He'll probably be listening to this. Who uh, I, think, I forgot who they're playing now. Blackpool playing somebody in, in the Premier League, and he, he wasn't like his missus wasn't letting him go. So he said, I'm going out to get some milk. And did come back for three days. <laughs> Took himself off down to London, just didn't tell her. <laughs> That's what you need to do, John. You said just go take up for some milk and just Is she still his missus? <laughs> she is, to be fair. But um Nick's done this before. That's what you need he? to do, John. Just yeah. take a leaf out of his book. Right, yeah. Hmm. There's a Cog is now turned. Cog's a word. <laughs> I, I was up at Scotch Corner. I, I came back uh, when we played Preston one Saturday uh, uh, and left left the missus up there with the younger kids and me and Sam came back to watch uh, Blackpool Preston. I wasn't nice. missing that one. But Cheltenham's a little bit different, to be fair. Yeah. Mm. Plus, you, plus, you go, I play, you can watch, I suppose, as well, aren't you? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I will give it some considered thought as I lie on this back on this headboard this evening. <laughs> so just before we go then, round the room predictions. Tim. Uh I can't actually see Cheltenham doing anything tomorrow, to be honest. I'm gonna go three nil Blackpool. Mitch, how would you think he's going to approach the game? Let's have a bit of a spin on this rather than doing mindless predictions. How do you think he'll approach it? Do you think he'll sit in again or play a more progressive and attacking game with Dembele pulling all the strings? Do you know, I won't be, well, I I won't be surprised if he drops Rhodes tomorrow. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would. I, I think he's got... I think Rhodes is... I think the deal Rhodes has got with Critch is he wants to play every minute of right. every game. Yeah. That's, not drop, you know, maybe drop's not the correct word. Rest. Rest, sorry. Again, I think I, I think it's been very rare that Rhodes has come off the pitch. Um, you know, when he gets subbed, he tends to get subbed in the 80 minutes. You know, there's there's times when I've been watching thinking, well, why don't you take Rhodes off now and, and rest him for half an hour? And he doesn't seem to do that. And I, I think that he's got Rhodes on the basis of Rhodes has said, I'll come here, but I want to play every minute of every game that I'm fit for. And I want to, I just want to play. And I'd be surprised if Rhodes would be happy at being dropped against the side that conceded mm. 20 odd goals in, you know, they're at the two goals a game they're averaging conceding. I think if you leave Rhodes out, he, he might, he might be a bit annoyed about it, but I know what you mean. If you're going to do it and you're going to try and give Shane a game and get Shane, firing and get him into form, then it would be a good game to do it. I hope he plays Dembele. I hope he really goes for it. I have got a mindless prediction, which I think will win 3-1, but I actually think will be really passive um, for no. quite a long time. Well, no, no, no. I think we'll be really passive for quite a long time. They will score, and then we will absolutely blitzkrieg them, because, you know, sort of stung by that. That's my prediction. Matt? No mindless prediction. How do you think he's going to approach the game and how are we going to well, win it? Now Mitch has said that, I'm visualising it actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it being a passive, sort of slow 1-0 or something Matt, like Matt, that, really. Just stop your mid-flow. And if we do lose or not win the game, oh. you need to regurgitate one of your famous Hitler bunker videos yeah. that we used to do back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think we're going to have to find that somehow, aren't we? Um, yeah, that's gives me a job for the weekend, doesn't it? If that happens, <laughs> bloody hell. Um, yeah, right. we, we just can't drop points anyway. So, yeah, I, I will go for a unspectacular 2-0. Let's go for that. Yeah, okay, I'm on the same page as you there. I think, we, I think we're going to win the game. Probably 2-0. Two or three now, something like that. Right. Before we end, can I just can I just yeah. mention as the honorary president of the Kenny Diggle fan club, how fucking brilliant <laughs> that guy's playing at the moment. I thought yeah. actually, I thought on Saturday, actually that was one of the best performances I've seen him put in for quite a while. And I don't think it's the first one either. So come on, Kenny. He has been fantastic. He really, really has. He's looking more well. 
Well, he's basically he's obviously listened to me saying there's no point in being at Blackpool anymore. He might as well move on and then go. I'll show you your flipping, <laughs> <laughs> your injured postman. You. <laughs> well. Right, gents. Thanks for your company. I think we'll we'll call it a day there. Um, yep. Try and get this uh, this out as soon as we can. Obviously, there's been a few. Uh, problems why we couldn't do this live um, in the form of a really crappy internet connection, but um, yeah, we've got this done, got this out there. So let's let's we're waxing lyrical about three points. Go on, Mitch. You can say something. Was that an intake of? I was just impishly thinking about apologising for your audio quality, John, because <laughs> after you, <laughs> the amount of abuse you give everybody else for their audio quality, the you know. Well, is, is there a, is there a fly somewhere in your house? I'm, I'm can can you kill it? I can hear it, and then just listen well, to you on a laptop, right, John? It's been we've had to grin and bear it. In my defence, right, I'm showing this to the camera now. I actually brought this on holiday with me, which is a, a far superior um, Rode NT USB mini microphone, which I was going to use for this segment, given the fact I'm not in my studio, but I. Uh, Conveniently or inconveniently, forgot the cable to plug it in. So there you go. Schoolboy error. You can take off. Uh, equally, half, half it's, of it's, it's, <laughs> it's um, it's 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 um, over and above everything. The fact on holiday that you're doing it, John. So every credit. So well, I don't know when we're going to coming back next. I won't uh, make spurious promises. So just. Expect to hear us when you do, everybody. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading up the pool. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.